Welcome back to TGC Q&A, a podcast from the Gospel Coalition, where each week you'll hear conversations between members of our council and friends who provide their unique perspective on your most pressing spiritual questions. On today's episode, Jared Wilson and Afshin Ziafat discuss the question, if hell is real, how do Christians justify anything except evangelism? Let's listen in. It's a really good question. Yes, it is. <laughs> and uh, part of me is really cautious about it because almost anything you say could give the unintended um, impression of downplaying the need for evangelism, right? So one thing I like about the question is just the the emphasis on the urgency mm-hmm. and, the ne- and the necessity of the task. Certainly, I think um, evangelicals today could stand to be a lot more urgent mm-hmm. about evangelism, mm-hmm. um, really to take the burden of that of that task, because hell is real. Mm-hmm. People who don't know Jesus do go there. Mm-hmm. And so any answer to the question almost, um, you, you run the risk of appearing to downplay that, and mm-hmm. that's certainly not anything that either of us would want to do, I don't think. No, I, mean, I, I would agree. I think the view of, of hell, but also the view of just a biblical view of time, yeah. that time is limited, you know, and thinking about Second Peter 3, speaking of essentially God's patience being salvation, that he's long-suffering and his desires that people would reach repentance. And what would that look like if I looked at my life? It's, it's not just, my days aren't just about me and my life, but they're literally God's long suffering with with people who he desires to repent. And so if I have that sense of man time is limited for them for me, the Lord's return is imminent, but then hell is real. Uh yeah, I agree with you. I'd start with saying I think the question's good and that the urgency should be felt. Yeah. And then I, from there I think I I would just say on the flip side of that I think that um, it, the question might have a, a short-sighted view of discipleship, okay. and that you know uh, evangelism and discipleship they go they go together, and so uh, our our mandate is to make disciples of all nations. Right. And so if I'm spending my time, you know, instructing and discipling someone who's already a believer and equipping them as ambassadors, uh, in, in one sense, I'm part of multiplying the the uh, the effect of the gospel going out by equipping more disciples to go do evangelism. So I would say I think I, I should be engaged in evangelism, but if I'm also equipping others to do it, right. uh, that is is part of uh, the mandate too. Yeah, so. well, yeah, and the question speaks of how do you morally justify, yeah. uh, you know, not doing anything explicitly tied to it. And all we have to do is look at the scriptures to see all the things that the Lord calls us into um, out of his goodness as, as uh, you know, powered by his grace. The commands that he gives us, um, mm-hmm. we're commanded to do multiple things, mm-hmm. and 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 not simply that task. And so, you know, to morally justify it, sim- you know, it's almost as simple as to say, um, we do it. We're called to do everything the Lord has commanded. So therefore, um, it's up to the Lord <laughs> yeah. in terms of what is morally justified or not. And yeah. so, when you read things like in Galatians six, Paul saying, "Do good to everyone." Mm-hmm. And especially those in the household of faith, we know that there are multiple foci for our mm-hmm. ministries and for our charity mm-hmm. and for our concern. And so, just leaning into the pattern of the New Testament and the one another's and the way we're called into fellowship, uh, we see that ministry is really multifaceted. So, yeah. 
you know, again, neither one of us wants to downplay the urgency of evangelism, and yet there are other urgencies as well. Sure. And in a way, we we trust the Lord with those things, that the yeah. things He's called us into are, are not... Um, to embrace those things isn't a negligence on our part. It's mm-hmm. actually a way to glorify Him. Absolutely. And I think, you know, cultural mandate that was given, you know, that we are to work the land, that we're to, you know, be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth. So even you know, thinking of, of work and doing yeah. that with excellence is something God's commanded us to, and that we're to provide for our, our family, that we're to love our wives and our children. So there's a lot of things that we're commanded to do. And I would say, in a sense, you know, um, those things are, uh, maybe they're not directly linked to evangelism. I think that's how the question is right. uh, stated. But they are a form of pre-evangelism because Scripture says, "Do all th- whether you eat or drink, do it all to the glory of God. Yeah. So doing my job with excellence, uh, raising kids who... Um, I've spent time with, and and they love me. They love the Lord, and I mean, those are the things that show the beauty of Christ to others. And I think that Christians uh, are commanded to do those things, and they are a form of, if you will, pre-evangelism. Yeah. yeah, I think if I could tweak the question, if the question were something like, how can we morally justify um, doing things that aren't connected to the gospel? And I would say we can't. Yeah. <laughs> so in a sense, um, you know, if you're you know just taking the sense of proclamation of the gospel, it's not just the lost who need the gospel, but the found who need exactly. the gospel as well to grow, uh, to become more like Christ. It's through the the uh, you know appearance of grace that does that. Paul says in Titus, it's by beholding the glory of Christ in Second Corinthians three that we are transformed. And so, uh, you know, everything we do is to be connected to the gospel and evangelism to the lost is a very vital and important aspect of that for sure. Yeah. Uh, one other thought, I was just thinking, you know, like it's it's synonymous with pray without ceasing. So right. pray, pray without ceasing doesn't mean that I walk around constantly mumbling a prayer under <laughs> right. my breath. But I think it means that we're I'm in an attitude of prayer yeah. everywhere I go and that I'm that I am praying at times, but I'm have that attitude. And I think that's what evangelism should be like for us. There's many things I'm to do for the glory of God, but I ought to have a a conscious, like, you know, awareness always of time and and people's souls and that I'm here for a a, a reason as his ambassador. And so evangelism should be on my heart in a sense in everything I do. Yeah. Making much of Christ in all things. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's episode of TGC Q&A. To submit a question that you would like to hear answered on this podcast, send us an email at ask at tgc.org. And remember to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of TGC Q&A.